Nick and I have known each other for seven years now. We met at the first 21 Project. That's true. Which again, another pitch. Uh, come to Harpenden, England and join us for 21 Project August 13th for two weeks. It's going to be a ton of fun with circuit riders out here. It's going to be a wild, wild time. Um, and then it was where we first met. We got the opportunity to then work together with YWAM Kona for a number of years where we both kind of found out we were dreaming of you going back to England, me moving to England, and kind of just started meeting and praying about it. Gathered a group of people, mostly around pizza, but also for to pray for England. It works. It works <laughs> every single time. It's almost, it's almost like Jesus. It'll never let you down. He, he will never let good, you down. It was good pizza too. It was yeah, very good. It's true. Um, but yeah, we've just had like an incredible journey, but you've been a part of YWAM now for 13 years, did your DTS in, in Australia, then ended up doing an outreach to Kona, which is how you first got out there, yes. which is like a foreign thing these days. You'd be like, oh, you went, you went there for outreach. Outreach in Hawaii, highly recommend it. Yeah. Just DTS school leaders, you'll get them all back. That's true. <laughs> But you did that, and then you spent a number of years serving in Kona, did a team plant in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, back to Kona, out to Huntington Beach, back here on a visa run, back to Kona. Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. with Davis Tent for a little bit and some awesome guys out there. So you've been all over the place. But one of, I think one of the most remarkable things to me in your story is that you didn't start at 18, you started in your 20s with an engineering degree, leaving a good job. Yeah. <laughs> to go just true. do all of that. And you're still here. So I, I think what I was wondering, what kept you around, I think the obvious answer sometimes is like obedience, right? Jesus said so. Oh, yes. thanks, thanks, bud. <laughs> Absolutely. But what is it that you found elsewhere in this journey that is, has kept you around while I'm through all of these crazy changes? Successful team plants, not so successful team plants, but still being like hungry and saying yes to God. It's good. Um, well, it's a great question. Um, uh, first of all, I just want to say like it's a, it's an honor to be in the third episode on this uh, on this stage. I used to come here as a kid, as a local kid, not a Wyoming, and kind of came up here to kind of experience God. So now it's kind of privileged to be back. But yeah, you're right. Um, I was, um, I did my DTS. I turned 24 on my DTS, two weeks in. I say, have a birthday early on because that's when people have the most money. So I got gifts and stuff, which was awesome. But yeah, I had given up a job. I, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, studied for four years to study engineering and I was two years um, working as an engineer. Um, but like... Uh, I don't know if it was obedience. It, it really wasn't obedience. It was just that, like, I really didn't like where my life was going and my job was going. There's something about growing up in the church. My background is I grew up in the church. As I said, I was here when I was a kid. Um, but then the moment that your, your, your bum hits the office chair and you're like, oh, I'm here for 43 years until I retire, yeah. um, that's like, wow, like, I thought I was going to change the world and... Uh, and stuff like this. And I was doing a job that I didn't really like. Um, it's a great job if you like it, but I just didn't really like it. So I actually first felt the call away because I was just like, I want to do something with my life that makes a difference. And people had talked about um, this kind of missions opportunity. But yeah, I've been in it for 13 years and obedience is, is a good answer. But like, what extra other than obedience? Honestly, I would just say truth. <laughs> 
Like, I was so aware of truth when I was younger. Maybe that's not everyone out there. It's not everyone's story. But I was just so aware that eternity was real. Um, Jesus was real. I didn't have, I wouldn't say a thriving relationship with him. But I was like, this stuff is real. So I want to, I can either live my like 80 years, 90 years, 125 years in Jesus' name, like for me, and then be in eternity just like, Oh, I should have made it. Do you know, eternity is so long. And I'd be like, why didn't I give my 80 years to Jesus? And uh, I think I just always had that perspective of it's real. And even like the 0.01% of me that might have thought it's not real was like, if I follow Jesus, like the worst comes to worst and it's not real. <laughs> like um, just, I've lived a good life. You you're know? a good person. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. a good person. And so like for me, it's... Like the longevity is never about um, a missions organization. It's never about a pastor. It's never about church. Um, all these things can fade away, um, but it's about following the man Jesus. Like that's what I was just so interested in. And I think even like I, I, I say this humbly with hu- humble heart, looking around me when I was younger, I was like, I felt like I was taking Jesus and the Bible most seriously. Like I was, I don't know, I had friends, you know, they'd let some stuff slide, just some like how their language, some of the stuff they're doing. Like, do I want to live up to this moral standard when I'm older? And I was like, man, am I like the, am I the only one taking this seriously? Um, And uh, I just wanted to follow, like, why don't they follow Jesus? Because this is like your eternity at stake. Um, And so it's the truth that kept me going. And then it was just when I went to Newcastle, Australia and experienced um, Jesus in a relational way. And then also on outreach, experiencing the miracles of God of what's in Acts. Um, I was just like, yes, this is what I want. Like I went from being the person in the room who most wanted to follow Jesus to being in a room of people where I'm like, man, I don't know if I uh, want to follow Jesus as much as these people. And it was just such a good place to be. So I would yeah. say that truth, like I answer to Jesus alone. Yeah. I think it's even if you guys were with us last week, Zane kind of talked about it, like the the watermark is risen mm. where you're like, where you're like, all of a sudden you're just like, you're the professor in one room. And then all of a sudden you're like a kindergartner in the next. And Absolutely. you're like, please just teach me the ABCs of Christianity. Yeah. Teach me how to count to 10. I need, cause I think it's a similar experience. I was, I turned 24 like three weeks before my DTS. So I missed out apparently. And then it was always the Christmas break. Whenever it was like my birthday, we'd all go back and I was like, all right, see your friends. <laughs> but I was 24 and a little bit older, a little bit more of a, of a long-term job perspective. And at a degree, it's the same thing. All of a sudden, you know, there's a point I was working in ministry. You feel sometimes like the smartest person biblically in the room. And then all of a sudden you step into a place where you're like, there's so much to learn. That's true. I need eternity here to catch up to some of these guys. You don't want to be the smartest person in the room. And honestly, ever, ever since then, I've definitely not been the smartest person in the room. <laughs> definitely not been the most spiritual um, person in the room. Not the most mature person. But like, I want to keep growing that like, when I'm 80, like, I'm just so tender and like Jesus. I would say like my tender gramps because I had a tender gramps who loved the Lord. But I, I want to keep growing and keep being challenged and I want to be like the times in my life when I've plateaued, I've been like, oh gosh, there's a change coming. I'm so comfortable right now. This has been so unhealthy for the last six months. I've not grown at all. Yeah. And I know Jesus is about to shift things and shake things up. And he's so faithful to do that. Yeah. You mentioned something that you're growing up here. So you did, you grew up like a couple miles down the road. 
You didn't. Yeah, you're I'm, not, you're I'm not a person. Yeah, you're not a person who went to the other side of the world for missions. You went to the other side of town. <laughs> <laughs> but like you've had, you've had a long experience here in YWAM Harpenden, way before ever being staff or ever even thinking, thinking about joining YWAM and doing missions for the rest of your life. You tell me a little bit about that because I know you. It's a, it was a pivotal moment for you when you like when you look back on it. Like that, yeah, that was marking. I just want to be around these guys who know and love Jesus. And so, one, I'm excited for when we open this up for the public. Um, hopefully, in a couple of weeks, um, we can do this and and just give a chance for other people to come in and enjoy this live. Um, but I remember um, a guy called Mark James really connected with YWAM. Um, YWAM was the shepherds, Trey and Tori and Trent Shepherd, they ran my youth group. And they would talk about Jesus as if they knew him because they knew him. And I would be around people who would talk about Jesus as if like the right and wrong thing to do and like have knowledge about him. But these guys actually talked about Jesus as if they knew him. I remember um, this guy, Mark James, coming to my school. He's doing school's work. And in front of an assembly of 200 children, he just pulled out a guitar and started worshiping Jesus. And like, I don't think we knew what to do in, in that time. And I, I really believe my friends who were there in that assembly would still remember that moment today of someone in, like um, encountering Jesus in a, such a relational way. And so I think growing up around here, I was experiencing people who truly knew Jesus and truly had a relationship with him. And that is what, um, for me, when I joined years later, that is what like I was searching for because he's real, right? It's true. And I, I, I want it. Like if it's Jesus, I want it. If it's in the Bible, I think we can have it today. And so I, that's what brought me in. And what I want to see, I guess, I like, I want to see a fresh generation rise up with that as their example. Um, and I, so I want to see, um, yeah, our post COVID, let's, Let's call now post-COVID. I want to see people gathering together in the presence of God in, in such a sincere way, an authentic way of connecting with Him. Um, and that's what I experienced as a youngster. And that's what I came back and left that office um, desk for. Yeah, I think there is this anointing grace on YOM that we have that is reaching youth. Right, like that is our target yeah. audience. I, we're youth with a mission, and it it's those moments. I remember even in you know being in high school, going to the the youth group that put out the skate ramps that had hot dogs, that had the smoke machine, that had all the fun stuff that you're like, oh, that's like a fun place to show up. But then really encountering God there. In Kona, I remember showing up and there being skate nights and volleyball nights and basketball and all of these things that people would come onto campus for. And all of a sudden get these encounters and, and seeing these things blow up and take off. And then even like you, there's some locals that would come and like that did their DTSs in Kona because it was the closest place they knew and like where the relationships were. But I think even what you're saying is there's such an importance for us, not just here in Harpenden, but as YWAM globally is to, to be doing stuff amongst the youth and actually reaching them and bringing the gospel and bringing revival like into their neighborhoods, into their their places they hang out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm 36 now, so I'm not really youth. Um, I don't know if I can go, like when Lauren and Dar talk about it, it's youth in your heart, but yeah, we are youth with a mission. Like we, um, I love the belief in young people and their relationship with Jesus to see um, their surroundings transformed, but also to see them go to the, 
the the least and the lost and and to see them go to the unreached like i just so believe in young people because i think the bible talks a lot about like um young people running hard and you know like and i think there's such a value in seeing our young people like impact the world yeah. and also telling young people i think gone are the days of church where um god god blesses like a generation and that pastor holds on to it until they're like until they die do you know what i mean yeah. but i think what we're seeing is is passing it on saying to youth like you can do this jesus you can have a relationship with jesus but also you can step out in those um acts like um stories of jesus i think one of the things i was reading before this was um i want to say mark is it mark 16 i'm not too sure but the great commission go into all the world but it then says like these signs will follow those who believe and uh, they'll cast out demons they'll heal the sick they'll see people saved lot and i realized that's not just a message for missionaries or for church workers that's yeah. for everyone who believes um so that is for the young kid at the skate park that is for the person who does feel called to that office job like but i want to see those believers and especially young people walking out and seeing those signs and wonders seeing people step into a relationship with jesus um in that intimate way that i saw as a kid kind of thing yeah and i think even what you said there's like as something around like billy graham died a- around that first send in orlando and part of it was just this believing of a generation of billy graham so like you're saying that there isn't this this one person who's carrying it right there's other people who did incredible evangelistic things during billy graham's life but if you're going to point at a generational evangelist you're like it's that guy you know but then there's this moment of we need a generation like that that anointing that was on him we needed to be a cross you know millions of people to go preach the gospel i think one of my favorite numbers they throw out in in the send is um i've seen it on their the instagram i think it's we have 3000 times the manpower to finish the great commission it's crazy and all it takes is just the permission to do so absolutely right i think that's what young people are looking for yeah and and i see it happening when you give young people permission to step out i'm seeing it now on social media on tiktok maybe i'm seeing it on instagram reels but it's on tiktok 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 um but like people are preaching the gospel to their peers on these social media um platforms and they're getting saved testimonies are coming on in as of people getting healed um when they're getting prayed for of people getting set free of like anxiety of all this stuff that's like over a generation but i'd see gen z rising up for the gospel and i just want to see that happen more and more and more and more and more and uh honestly i just want to promote that generation and believe in it because i think they're yeah. going to change the world yeah you know and so i think if there's one punchy line to take from tonight it's just permission granted right i think we kind of talked about it last week with zane as i said for our personally one of our stories was just we're going to go in a direction until god says no we're just going to assume it's a yes right just like don't wait for god's yes to preach the gospel don't wait for god's yes to pray for the sick don't wait for yeah. god's do it Yeah. He said it's in the Bible. It's going to follow those who believe. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think even just permission granted a story for me where I didn't step out in that permission granted was like for, for years I was in America wanting to do ministry in England 
And I thought like my leaders were gonna, they were with me heart and soul, but that I thought they were gonna provide resources, people, do you know what I mean? Uh, make it work. And I was kind of waiting and then um, kind of a spiritual father in my life, the Jim Orrid, he was just like, why don't you just go? If you feel called and it's God, then you need, you need to just go. Um, and uh, I think even recently within me, it's resolved. Like, I'm not going to stand, when I talk about truth and I talk about eternity, I'm not going to stand in front of Jesus with you, Colin, with my peers, with my leaders, with my spiritual mentors. I'm going to stand there alone and they're going to ask me like, they, they, the Trinity. Um, God is going to ask me like what I did what with what he asked me to do, like what, what I did with um, with his plans. And I can't turn to my left or right and say, Yeah, just keep looking down the this line. This person did never you, gave me permission. Your, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this person never fully backed me with finances. You know, like they never gave me two grand a month. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm going to stand there just alone. And I, I've got to be resolved to do, like if no one goes with me, like I will go because Jesus has called me. Yeah. I will go because like, I have a calling, but also like I'm gonna have to answer for this. Not in, not in a fearful moment of like I'm scared, but in a fearful mo- moment of like fear of the Lord, you know. Yeah. And and I think I want to tell every young person like it's permission granted. The the dreams that you have, I'm not saying shy away from getting advice and trying to build a team, but like don't hold back from trying to build a team um, and getting advice, waiting for someone else. But go for what God is telling you to do, because truly it's gonna change the world. I love that. And I think just to close out this piece tonight, you should definitely pray that over us, pray that over, you know, millennials, Gen Zers that are up and coming, that are the youth, that are the future of YWAM and global missions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jesus, I pray, Holy Spirit, just for Gen Z and any of us millennials that are hanging on, Jesus, God, we just speak permission granted, God, just to do the things that you're calling them to. God, I pray you would reveal yourself as the true provider, God, the provider of wisdom and of finances, God, um, the true leader, God, and that you would lead this generation, God, just to um, live for you, to live for the eternity, Jesus, to live for um, rewards in heaven in Jesus' name. And God, I just I just speak courage into the being of every young person who is watching this in Jesus' name. And God, I pray for those young people at home, God, that they would just be filled with courage, God, that they can read the words of Scripture and be like, I'm claiming these promises. These are for me too. This is for my generation too, in Jesus' name.